This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's uh, Sunday, the 20th of August, 2023. And in this evening's show, we are discussing a hat-trick of stalemates as Blackpool put in another lackluster display, this time coming against Orient at Bloomfield Road yesterday. And I'm John Aspinall, and this is the Seasiders podcast, Match Reaction Show, Blackpool nil, Leighton Orient nil. Tim, Tim, wake up! Is it finished the, yet? The game's finished. The game's over. Big fault for that. <laughs> un, un, unbeaten. Not conceded a goal. Everything is rosy. Everything is rosy. Isn't it right, Tim? It's well, a joy I, to be a listen, Blackpool fan at the moment. Listen, the, pie, the pies are A1, so... No sausage rolls, but the pies are superb. So all is good in the Moretti. How's things in the south, Matt? Uh, which Matt? Me. Mitch. <laughs> Matt, you're going to have to change it to Mitch. Get rid of Matt from yeah. Mitch Cook's left foot. That's you fine. are now Mitch. As as you have also been it's tracked like a, it's down like by bapti- Mitch Cook's ex-girlfriend. It's like a baptism on uh, on the Seaside's podcast, isn't it? A little bit of water yeah. on your head and Just shave your name. Get Gary in to dip me in the font, and I'll uh, and I'll change. Any more yeah, of no, them? it's fine. In the south, it's all good. On and off the ball, in and out of possession, everything is fantastic. The group are happy. <laughs> Matt, good to have you back. Um, how was it from your vantage point? Uh... Where did you sit now, by the way? I'm still in the back, back of the north, block C. You're still there? Yes. Right, okay. Still still there, yeah. We, we keep wondering whether we should change because as you get older, 27 rows of steps just get harder and harder each season. So 
How have I, I never like... seen you in block C when we're in the same block? I, 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 I've been I, avoiding I look, you, Tim. I look down okay. from above to you. But we're looking down on you. <laughs> yeah, looking down on you from behind. Yeah, exactly. Seeing you saying that to Nick. A1 pie. I've moved into the northwest, and um, we're right at the back. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, like by the time you're there, you get to the back row. You're clutching your heart. It's like a, it's like a trip up Everest. Christ, I need to get a bit fitter. But we need to get the walking club going again, John, don't we? We need to get Yeah, no, no biking, no walking. What's everyone done today, by the way? We had a footy tournament in Chorley. Robbed, we were. Robbed. Played 4-1-2, drew one, lost one. Ball went over the line to put us through to knockout stages. Referee didn't give it. Where's VR, VAR in grassroots? I know, that's where, that's where it needs to be. Should have gone for nil nil, played for penalties. Do you what do you play? Do you play three three five two or three five one? one backs, John? Which way do you do it? Yeah. I told the kids you, you're playing inverted four backs today, and they just gave me a the, the very blank look, which was the very blank look that a lot of Blackpool fans were across their faces when they saw this, which was the the lineup. Um, Grimshaw, Casey, Ekpateta, Husband, Hamilton, Weir, Norburn, Morgan, Lyons, Beasley, and Lavery. The inversion was still alive and kicking in the form of CJ and Lyons. Two changes, though, Tim. Yeah, so we, we saw um, uh, we saw Weir coming, didn't we, for Carey? And um, and we saw Beasley come. Well, arguably Beasley maybe for Carey, and uh, and Dougal drops out as well for uh, um, uh, for Weir. I could see the logic behind that. The problem is, and 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 without wishing to be too negative, I don't think Beasley's the answer. And then and then and then when you look at the bench, you think, well, we've actually got nothing where we can change it up front, which obviously we'll come on to. So I can't say I was surprised and I can't say I was disappointed with the changes, but I, I felt that we, when I look at the bench, I felt that we couldn't really change it up top if it didn't work and and, and logic and experience tells us that it won't. So uh, that, that, they were my observations. But I, I, to be fair, I think the other thing I would say is Casey's kept his place and Pennington can't get back in the team. I think that's probably... In his case, right. I think he's he's actually really sort of overall played quite well so far this season. I think it would have been a mistake to drop him. Um, I think when he comes to Marv, I think there's an argument maybe Pennington should have should replace Marv at the moment. But again, we'll come on to that. But yeah, otherwise, pretty much what I expected. Matt Smith, thoughts when you saw the lineup? We're pleased to see we're in. I was, yeah. Um, I think, um, unfortunately, Carey um, was droppable after the last couple of performances, in my eyes. And uh, when I looked at the lineup, I thought, well, that's arguably our strongest eleven, really, given what's what's available in the squad. And there is obviously one, uh, well, one absentee still. Who I don't know what's going on with Tribal. Um, he could have made a, an impact somewhere, possibly, but it just. Obviously, there's rumours and counter-rumours about what's going on there. But uh, I looked at that and I just thought, well, he's 
it's about as strong an 11 as we can probably put out there, really. But as we've already mentioned, it leaves nothing on the bench to, to change a game. But um, that's where we are currently, really. Mitch, over to you. Um, Thoughts when you saw that? No, no apter on the bench even this time. Yeah, I mean, Tim and Matt have already said the same thing. But for me, I just looked at the bench and thought, God, that's boring. You know, no disrespect to any of the individuals I'm going to name, but Connolly, Virtue and Dougal put them together as a three and it's probably the most boring midfield you could imagine. But yet they're all there on the bench. Um, Do we need all of them there? You know, we've got Rob Apter, we've got Brad Holmes, um, we've got... You know, Matt just mentioned Tommy Tribal. We've got other players who have got potentially game-changing qualities, but we seem to have um, set up the bench as if we're going, you know, as if we're going away to, um, I don't know, who's really good in this division. We're going away to Derby or something and, and you know, a point's not a bad result. And what if we get... It just, it just felt negative. Um, the starting lineup, yeah, I mean... It is what it is, but I kind of missed the bingo machine because it's been a bit same, 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 hasn't it? And I thought that was interesting that we've had three games in a week and he hasn't really done that rotation that he used to do. Um, there's players who've played you know, full 90 minutes for three games in a week and that's something he used to very much shy away from, but it's whether it's by necessity or whether that's a change in, in the way he thinks now, I don't know, but yeah. Okay, we have a we have someone in the chat who goes by the name of uh, Nomis Reldas. And if you if you read that backwards, it's a bit cryptic. <laughs> from, uh... <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Nomis says the whole club needs to have a positive attitude. Negativity can be a disease if it's allowed to spread. Uh, an antidote to suppress it. Mm, well, Nomis, we need to see a bit more on the pitch, I think, to stem that spread of negativity. Wonder who's behind this. I'm going for Raggy. Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> Why God? I was thinking that. <laughs> right then, on to the on to the game if if we must. It's first, first half, half again. Um, Tim, let's come to... Oh, God, I've not changed it from last week. Hang on. Tim, first... <laughs> the Tommy Tribal appreciation isn't going down very well, is it? That's probably why he's not been involved. There we go, first half. Um, Tim, started quite brightly, I thought, pressing... What? We, we did, we did. It's, it reminded a little bit of um, of the Burton game, to be honest, where we, we sort of like really, we are pressing quite well. Their number 19 was like a worse version of Marv in his, when Marv's doing as bad as Marv can do. So um, I kept thinking like we really, really need to home in on him. And we sort of did, but probably not as much as we should have done. And um, uh, I... I must admit, I, you listen. I started off with it with the most positive uh, prediction I could ever do this season, which is that we're going to win the league. I, I, I think that's probably slightly uh, going to need to be revised at some point. Um, but I thought we started the game well. I thought we started. We, we seemed to pass it around. We seemed to start games well, and then 
think we lose our mojo a bit. We seem to like, and, and again, as, as the game develops, there's a pattern, isn't there? There's a pattern that that starts and, and, and continues and never changes, which is that we dominate possession at the back. We give it to Marv. Marv gives it, gives it to the centre-back, and then the centre-back gives it back to Marv, and then he gives it back to the centre-back, and then he gives it back to Marv. And then Marv thinks, shit, I'm actually going to have to do something now, and he launches the ball upfield. And every now and again, we might get a touch. But to be fair, Beasley won a few headers, I thought, in the early parts of the game. Well, he played in Lavery for that chance, yeah. that, uh, chance early doors. It was and that, nice that was a great, that was a great chance. And, and to be honest, I genuinely think that if that had gone in, I think it could have opened the floodgates for us a little bit. And the keeper made a great save. And, and listen, everything in that move probably epitomises it epitomizes us at our best, you know. So, like, you know, we've moved the ball forward quick. It's come to Beasley. Beasley's done the right thing and laid it off. And 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 Lavery's done what a striker does, and it's take a shot first time. And there's and that, when you see stuff like that, you think, brilliant, that's exactly what we want. Game on, we're going to absolutely hammer him. And that's where I was at at that point. You have to was it about 10, 11 minutes, whatever that was in the game. Um, that's where I was at. And then obviously it changes a bit. But uh, at that point, I was thinking there's no doubt we're going to win the game. Absolutely no doubt whatsoever. How wrong you were. How wrong I was. <laughs> Matt, do you remember our old friend Joe Pygott from Wimbledon? Indeed. AKA yes, that's Joe, right. Joe Pigott, a few that's right. laughs yeah, were yeah. that name, weren't they? There was a little bit of a clamour for him, I think, uh, a couple of years back, wasn't it? Because he was he was hitting the net quite regularly for Wimbledon. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was like Tim. I thought we actually passed the ball forward more times in the opening ten minutes since that Burton game than I can remember. Obviously, I'm one of those unfortunate ones that did the 600 mile round trip to Exeter last weekend. So I've had a real great fortnight of feast of football. Um, and yeah, we looked okay. And then I, I did turn around to the lads I was with, and it was about, I think it was about the 18th minute. And I think I said, we're just in danger of this petering out already. You know, we'd just run out of ideas, run out of steam. Same old problems that we've had for the last two and a half games, three games almost, or whatever it's been, had started to reemerge. And, and lo and behold, it, it, it just didn't catch fire again, did it? After that sort of initial... Mm -hmm. Spurt. Um, so yeah, so the first half just sort of petered out like several other first halves mm -hmm. have so far. Um, well, and you know they had a couple of couple of decent efforts, I think. And uh, you know it was just all, all a bit samey, wasn't it? Really, um, we're just getting into a bit of a lull with things, and we just can't seem to dig ourselves out of it at the moment. Uh, Mitch, over to you. I'm just glancing at the older momentum graph as I do, and that does ring true to what uh, Matt's just said there. There's two huge red areas for uh, Lake Orient after we've had that initial spell. Um, from my recollection, there's, they had three big chances to score in the first half. The first coming off from um, uh, yeah. Piggott header right in front of Grimmie's made a great save. Um, after that, we've had... Uh, when Marv's caught in possession down the left, Piggott making a nuisance of himself, and 
Um, yeah, so that, you've, that, you've pro- that was arguably a better save, John, because that was for me. That was looping in. That was spooning mm. in, and and uh, I, I thought well, Grimmy pulled off an absolute worldy to stop that one going. Yeah, they were both for it as well, wasn't they? With that yeah, tremendous yeah. save. I mean, I was that bored against Port Vale that I watched Grimmy sort of for a bit, just watching the way. He, tracks the game if you like watching the way he kind of moves around his box he's very he's just so tuned in he's kind of almost like zen in the way he's 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 quiet isn't he but he's just so ready um the first one was was it well he got a lot of stick but he was at times a brilliant instinct uh keeper maxwell it was kind of maxwell-esque in the way that he he kind of clawed it out for close to it was close to him and they can be really hard. And the second one, um he kind of bent backwards almost to, to pull that out from under the bar. But then what came next really was the probably the most contentious bit of the game was despite his fantastic save, the ball sort of loops up into the air, drops right in the middle of the goal to one of their lads who's about to push it in before <laughs> Ollie Casey runs across and sort of two hands shoves him out of the way and somehow it doesn't get given um, and I think we got away with that I mean the fellow who sits next to me who I get on with both me and him went pen straight away having watched it back I thought pen straight away um, I think we got away with one there I think so and so it was, for me that was too Big chances yeah. for him. There was a third, yeah. if you remember, just a minute after that. Just a half volley, sort of a, a punt into the box. It's dropped to, um, I can't remember what that lad was called, but again, it was another chance and it's just whistled wide. So could have been 3 1 to them at half time. Yeah, I think, I think probably where my concern comes in the way that we're playing at the moment is that. We have a huge amount of possession. I think somebody gave a stat out last night on AVFTT that Marv completed the most passes in the game. But if you actually drill down into that, I think you'll find that probably 85% of them were a square pass to another centre-back. And so it's like stats, stats and stats, isn't it? What what does a stat mean? If you then analyse where the, where, the, where the forward play is going and what we're doing with that, then it becomes... I think that's when it comes back to the unbelievably predictable way that we played as the game went on, which was to do that ridiculous amount of central passing and defence that never gets you anywhere, just for possession's sake. And then when we've lost, when we have, when we've run out of options, we launch it forward to, and to be fair, at least we had bees up there today, which in other games we haven't had. Um, but it, it, it it's very one di- I find it very one dimensional and quite worrying. And then and then I compare it the way that Leighton Orient were playing, who basically lost the last three games. And I thought they listen. I've got to call it as it is. I thought they played the better football. I thought they were at least trying to play on the floor and trying to get down the wings and trying to do stuff. And uh, and I've got to listen. I'm not, you know, everybody knows I'm not a CJ fan, but I think CJ in his most effective place on the left. And yet, at the moment, we seem to be, and, and listen, Phil, 
Phil bless him is is about has been banging this drum on on AVFTT, and he but he's right. In inverted wingers are fine. Like if you've got bowler who's playing on the right and he's got cutting in very very effectively, that works. But when have you ever seen CJ really cut in? He doesn't do it. So he's, he's going to be a lot, always going to be a lot better if he plays on the left, and then and then we can play. Uh, uh, you know, we could we could play whoever it is on the right. Whether you know whether whether we play Lions or whether whatever, and I think Lions is better on the right than the left. Although he could play on the left, and so I just think I don't mind us doing inverted stuff if 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 there's a if there's a sort of a a game plan behind it, which is that we're going to cut in. But ha- in that first half, I know we swapped it around a bit later on, but in that first half. Did anybody see either of them really cut in? I didn't. And I thought, I thought, and, 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 and to be fair, I thought Lyons got a little bit down on the right hand side. I'm not sorry, on the left hand side, I got a couple of crosses in. And CJ did a little bit down the right hand side and got crosses in, but neither of them are playing on their most effective foot. Tim, it, it reduces the effectiveness of, of Lyons. He's, he looks lost in that position. It's a complete waste of his talent. Now, I would play him there if I've got Gabriel at right back. Because I think I think I want both of them in the team, but I, but when CJ naturally does better on the left, and listen, every time I've seen CJ have a great game, he's I playing on the left, the... and yet we're playing him on the right, and and and, and we've got both of them out. For me, we've got both of them out of position, and and whether you think they both should start or whether somebody should be different, the reality is neither are actually playing in the natural position. I think the 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 concerning thing is that our way of creating chances seems to be to press and if that if the other team isn't shaken by us pressing then we don't seem to have any other real option we don't really seem to be playing through teams in any way and we don't have a dominant center forward and we don't really particularly have anybody to dribble past anybody um that's that's what's sort of concerned me over the last two games and um, we've been very solid there's lots of things that are good to see in comparison to last season, but it's like it's like we, we sail in this game, it's like we sailed along with the wind for about 10, 15 minutes, and then you know when a sailing ship hits the doldrums and it just goes and it just stops. And it was like we just stopped and nothing happened for about 25 minutes. And we didn't know we it's like we didn't have an idea of how we were going to get to the other end of the pitch other than boot it over the top or pass it around amongst ourselves until we booted it over the top. And I think that's what we really need to address is that that sense of whether it's the confidence of the players that we've got um, or whether it's the quality of the players that we've got. Either way, we've got to address that because I think, you know, you can't just expect a score from pressing. Pressing is very useful. Everybody does it. You need to be able to press well, but you need to have other ways to to put pressure on the other team other than the high press. There was a one thing I noticed. The, the midfield never seemed to want the ball, which puts Marv kind of on his on his back foot. The, no one was, no one was showing the, for him. No one was showing think, for him apart from Do you not think we've got about three or four Ray Wilkins? Yeah. Um the the the, the, the water carriers, the Didier Deschamps I think that's the, the the problem, isn't it, Tim? We're we're just a bit samey, aren't we? There's no spark. There's nobody who's. I mean, you know, give him his chance. We might um, 
you know, be that player particularly. Um, but it's difficult in the in the in the formation that we're at and how we're playing at the moment. There's definitely a lack of um, somebody who can take the ball and actually go past somebody. That's for sure. I mean, you mentioned somebody mentioned earlier about um, their midfielder seem to do it, and and the Port Vale lads were doing it as well on Tuesday night. We just don't seem to be wanting or brave enough or whatever to to just have a go, just to carry the ball for 15 yards and try and take somebody on. You know, it's a it's a case of getting it one touch and then giving it back again, getting it one touch and giving it back. And anytime we do have any momentum and going forward, it seems to it seems to come from Casey and Jimmy Usman most of the time rather than anybody else, which is just bizarre at the moment. Mm. So, you know, it, it's, it's very much, I mean, we all know it's a very much a work in progress and it's easy to get negative about these things. And, and we all are on a bit of a downer about it because we, you know, we, we like to see exciting football, but we're just not getting it at the moment. And that's what's, you know, pissing us all off, really. We're not just getting any any sort of entertainment. You know, it's just not happening for us. Nothing's clicking yet, and you just can't see where that spark and, and that, is going to Listen, picking up on a point Craig's made in the, in the, in the, uh, in the comments, and this is, a, to be fair, I, I've actually had a look at who we played and how they've got on. Do you want to read it out? I think, we, just, I just think we've had... Uh, sorry, Craig's that just one. for the benefit of the audio. Craig's mentioned we probably couldn't have had an easier start to the season, and you know, actually, Port Vale probably have had a. When I look back at the results they've had since we played, you know, I think they won yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that maybe they're a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. But but Burton and, and Orin, listen, I think in anybody's analysis of where this season is going to pan out, they're both going to be. Very, very close to the bottom, if not right at the bottom. I think Burton could well be right at the bottom. And after that first half hour against Burton, it was very much a little bit like it was against Orient and a little bit like it was against Port Vale. And it worries me this. It worries me this because, you know, we ain't, you know, Wigan have battered Bolton 4 0 yesterday. That's our next home game. And One four out of four as well, aren't they? So mm. yeah, no. So they're they're in an artificially low position because, of course, they started on minus eight, whatever it is. So I think they're only showing plus four at the moment. Um, but are we going to beat them playing like we played in the last four games? No chance. Well, I don't think we will. So something's got to change. And and <clears throat> if I'm being if I'm trying to be positive, and I do try to be positive despite what some people think. Um, uh, I, I would say that. Critchley does start slow. You know, if we look at back at the stats, it, it, you know, we started slow in, in 2020, 2021. Um, albeit there, we had a, a shocking defence. And this year, we've got, seems to have got, Marv accepted probably, probably a very tight defence. I think we're the only team not to concede a goal. But there's no point in not conceding goals if you don't con- score any and, and, and look, well, I look at the players we've lost. You know, we've lost the likes of Kesha, we've lost Bowler, we've lost Yates. Um, you know, I think Medine could still do a job for us if Pervader. he was fit. Pervade. All these players, all these attacking players who created all the chances for us, even in a difficult season last season, they've all gone. And I look at what we've got in to replace. And the reality is we've not seen Joseph yet, really. But other than that, what have we got? Um, I mean, bringing that's it for me. Got, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but but when we're bringing Matty Virtue on to change the game for us, that is 
tells me everything I need to know in that we haven't really got the options there because I'd rather put... Bra- Listen, I, 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 I've sort of heard a thing on, on AVFTZ today. The reason you want to play Brad Holmes is because we want him to be able to go to two clubs this year, potentially at least, rather than one to aid his development. But we actually... I think actually we needed him on the bench yesterday. And, and his development's important, but... Blackpool FC is important and having options. There's no, there was no option for Beasley, really, for me. There was no proper option for Beasley to bring him off and or Lavery if he got injured. And it worries me. And, and you know, I know Matt's a big fan of Aptor and I, I like him as well. I think he's got the ability to unlock, unlock defences. He doesn't make the bench. But we have three water carriers on there. And I think, why? We don't need three. We, we, we're actually padding the bench out with the most experienced rather than what we need. And, and again, this week, we sign another midfielder, don't we? Yeah. When everyone, everyone's hoping that a striker's going to... Pardon the interruption. Normal service will be resumed shortly. This is just a quick message to say, if you're enjoying this content, I would like to say thanks for this podcast and the many others then please consider joining our Patreon supporter program where you can donate a small monthly amount to help support this content and help us pay our bills. To do so, go to patreon.com forward slash seasiderspod. There are several tiers you can support us on, starting from the price of a pint per month and upwards. And in exchange, you get this annoying advert removed from all audio pods and also everything ad free on the audio you'll also get access to our patreon supporters whatsapp group which is good fun and other random giveaways as and when they come in so please do support us patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod let's get back to the content see you later come out of the back of that van and uh, yeah, we're still waiting for um, for a more forward-thinking player to um, just to make us a little bit more positive all round, really. And we just haven't got there yet. And it's—I know it's not as easy as just plucking a player out of wherever. Um, not that naive, but you know, surely there's got to be a lot of work being done in the background. And with David Downs and his contacts and all the rest of it, you'd like to think that there's some irons in the fire that we'll be able to pull out in the next week or whatever's left of the transfer window. But if nothing does happen then, yeah, it's going to be pretty much more of the same for the next few months, isn't it? I'm think. sure the club well, thought they'd have, they'd have Joseph, didn't they? Yeah, and, sure. And, and and whether it's a repetition of his existing injury or whether it's a new injury, the problem is because it's all cloak and dagger, you don't actually hear the details, so we don't know. My gut reaction is it's probably repetition of the original injury, uh, but that's just a guess. Um, but that's worrying because... It was a two million pound player when he moved to Swansea, and I was, I think, as you saw the other part, really, really pleased we got him. But if if he could be out for an extended period of time, then we actually need a replacement. We need a replacement now because mm. two wide players Beasley as well. Isn't the answer. I think Beasley. We've already listen. You, you could people could improve. I don't think anybody realistically thinks that Beasley is the answer if we want to get promoted. If we want to just like tread water in this division, then he'll do okay. He'll probably score 10 goals this season. He won't score 20. 
I, I, I bet my house that he won't score 20 this season. There's absolutely no chance. So we need to try and find that person who can add extra value. If Joseph isn't badly injured, that might be him. But if he's out till Christmas, then we need to find a replacement because you can't leave can't leave Lavery up, up front in that scenario like that every single week. Because when we play Portsmouth and Derby and, uh, and and all the teams who are going to be in and around the mix and the Boltons and the Wiggins and we we're not we're not going to win games. Well, I think, I think what gets me is that I think there's about seventy minutes again. Just the the lad sitting next to me, we said this they're starting to look knackered late in Orient now. And we had no swap to make. We had no energy to bring on. And, you know, yeah, Brad Holmes is probably... Tom, Thompson, maybe. No, Tom, Thompson, whoever, maybe, Mitch, as well. You know, he was these kids the who... I'm, I'm not trying to say that they are the answer. I'm not saying that they're League One quality. I'm not saying they're promotion quality. But they can come and run around for 15 minutes. And I don't know what he's frightened of. I don't know what's so scary about the idea that you might go on and go, go on, Brad, go and make a hero for yourself. And he goes and runs around like a nutcase for 10 minutes. That's actually quite a useful tactic. Um, you know, not to not to mention them down the road, but they, they had a 17-year-old assisted their goal and they had a 16-year-old on the bench. They're a division above us. At the end of last season, our, care, our caretaker manager played, uh, gave the left-back his debut in the last game at Norwich. He brought on Brad Holmes. The whole ground in that Millwall game, when the game we went down, he chucked on Holmes, went two up front, the whole ground went, well, that's, that's what you've got. You're playing the cards. And... I don't know why he's filling the bench with the players he's filling. I can only assume it's because he doesn't want to alienate or annoy his sort of some of those senior players by not giving them a place on the bench and putting a kid on instead. But I just feel like we need that energy and we need that spark. I feel sympathy for the fact he hasn't got the energy and the spark. He hasn't got the established players to to be those sort of change makers, if you like, those, you know, those points of difference. But but then use the nearest thing you've got, which is those youth team players. But that, that's what I think. And I felt it about him last time as well, that he, he was resistant to doing that. But there we go. Okay, on to the second half. So dull and boring. Eddie was on his iPad all game, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Normally I'll pull it off and say, no, you're not going it. you're watching the game. I said, away you go. Away you go. Can I go on it? Can I play Roblox with you? <laughs> Second half then. We've hit the post, haven't we, Mitch, down your end? No, Morgan had a shot. It was a good save from really their tell. keeper, but he, he, it, it dropped almost perfectly for Lavery, who just kind of re- sort of ran onto it and took the shot in one, and it, and it hit the base of the post. It was, you know, that as much as their their penalty shout was really, I think, the, the point that... We got away with one. They got away with one a bit there. It was, you know, it was probably two decent chances, decent save, and it, it just went the wrong side of the post. Matt, late Norrin had a, another good chance. I think it was on a 70-odd minutes. Um, uh, blazed, blazed one over after a great run yeah, from their left-back, got to the byline. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm sort of, I'm probably in a bit of a, a daze at this particular point of the game, and I might have been, I might have fallen asleep. <laughs> I, well, I was, I was so bored after half an hour. I went downstairs and 
I thought, well, at least I'll be guaranteed to get served under the West. So I was yeah. just watching it with a kind of um, seasiders ale, just yeah, glumly watching was, the game. We, I think it, there was just that general sort of like Lord's hum around the ground, wasn't General there, Malaise, I think. <laughs> general <laughs> Malaise is the word you're looking for. Everyone was just chatting around, talking about what they're doing tonight and over the weekend and where you go. Have you Every, been on your holidays? And to, to, everybody ended up on the phones, didn't they? You end yeah. up like looking at your yeah. phones because you, there's nothing going on on the pitch and... Um, everybody, I've, everybody I've spoken to and everybody you've seen those posted since have all said how boring it was. It was just football yeah. shouldn't be boring. It was actually whatever depressing. Else, whatever, whatever else goes on, it should never be boring. It shouldn't bore you, and, and it, 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 it is boring. There's yeah. no entertainment it, value whatsoever in watching that. No, and it's funny, isn't it? Because it works, you know, as soon as the, the fans get bored, then obviously we don't sing and, and shout and stamp and all the rest of it. And and obviously, you know, it's sort of, you need something to lift you, don't you, sometimes? And you just don't, you're just not getting it at the moment. And, you know, we can play our part and all that, but I think everyone's just a bit sort of I think, fed up. I think your <laughs> point about Eddie is a good one. Obviously, I take my lad and... There's part of me that can understand it in a, you know, a sort of grown up, sensible professional football context of instilling the basics and blah, blah, blah. But when you sat with a 12 year old, then, or, you know, a a 10 year old, then they're not interested in that. And it has been, well, three games Matt suffered, but so have we, you know, two games of. You'd wonder how they'd make a five minutes highlight package out of both of the games put together. Um, and 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 that is part of it. And it's sort of it's easy to say that it's naive to ask for entertainment and you can't have everything, but it's just feels so I don't know, conservative. It feels so cautious. And it doesn't even have the the kind of you know, so at least when it's calamitous, you can get angry. There's just, there's just nothing to even get angry about because they're just kind of all running <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah three points off the top, job. And, and and really, honestly, the, the the game, the player that I've most enjoyed watching in the last couple of games, somebody mentioned it in the chat, I think, or, or may, maybe it was Matt before, is uh, Jimmy Husband. And when he's the creative fulcrum of the team, then you kind of got to wonder. I mean, I love the guy to bits, I really do. But, mm. you know, he's not, he's not exactly a box office creative player, is he? But it appears that he's... Uh, I think he actually. I think against. I think against Port Vale, Matt. He, Mitch, he's realised that he did it against Exeter in the last. There's no attacking yeah. threat. There's nothing going on, and he t- he took yeah. it. He took it upon amongst him, upon himself to go yeah. and make things happen. Well, he, did he did it in the last ten minutes against Exeter. It was him that was leading us out against Exeter. He was absolutely outstanding. Yeah against Port Vale. He really, really was. I had a look at the numbers. He won eight defensive headers and put 11 crosses in the box. I mean, what what kind of stats are those? They're insane. Um, he had, I think, the second most key passes and the highest number of accurate um, crosses in the game, which is insane, whilst also making the most defensive headers and, I think, the joint most tackles. I mean, he was a monster in that game and he was good again, but, I mean, you know... Mm. That's a nice addition. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Isn't it, if we're getting husbands forward, it's a nice bonus, but it can't be the main the main point of attack for us. We need a bit more. Well, our main point of attack is Beckenbauer, who's <laughs> playing the back, you know, Marv. Well, that, that, you know, I, I, have we got to the end of the game yet? I can't remember. Have we got any more things to die? Oh, we've got the lavery chance, haven't we? Uh, well, we've got the the lavery chance right at the death um, tight angle. Dragged it wide. He, he did very well, well to get through. It was a tight angle. He did very well to get through there, through those two players and the strength. And, you know, he, he was probably running empty a bit after three games, but um, just... If you if you Shane Lavery, you're really pissed off playing in this formation and system. You've got to be, because you're just getting diagonals pumped at you left, right, and centre. How, how tall is he, Lavery? What five nine, five ten? No I think being generous, yeah, five six, I would think, right. yeah, five seven, something. I know. Yeah, it's 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 um, it's hard work for him up there on his well, pretty much on his own, isn't it? He's running, you know, probably five times further than anybody else, much like Yates did last year, I guess. Really, when Lavery wasn't around either. Um, I've seen I've seen yeah. his hand on his hips a few times, thinking, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah, and and. Listen, he wants it in the channels, doesn't he? He wants it in the channels, just like he did towards the end. Mm. Played mm. in where he can have a bit of a run, cut inside and or cut outside, whichever way around it goes, and have a bit of go at them. And that and that's that's his strength. Launching the ball from centre back to him. He's never, ever, ever gonna win that, is he? Never. And and so I can imagine his his frustration and um I said at least he had Peasley up there to sort of play off him a little bit. But other than that first, I think in the first half, I don't think they did too badly together. I was actually th- thinking like, well, maybe Beasley can do it. But second half, we, I, don't, I don't really remember any point was, where the he had a dreadful, <laughs> he had a dreadful air kick in the in in front of the south on about I can't remember it was in my head it was about seventy five minutes where he just sort of waved his foot half-heartedly at the ball and it was one of the sort of the weakest efforts I've ever seen. Well, I don't want to take again David Coleman being an, an absolute gentleman and a scholar, but I've just looked it up on who scored and it says he's five foot eight. I'd say five foot eight. Yeah. Wikipedia's not right. Hmm. But you play against a six foot four centre back, you're never gonna win it, are you? Never. Might as well give them the ball. Just give him, give him it. Give well, it no, but actually, that's what we do. I, 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 I won't mention his name, but a certain journalist messaged me after the game and said that was awful. And I, and I went back to him and said, "This is what happens 
we get the ball, we pass it out to the back, we, we, we dick about with it for about two minutes, passing, 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 passing. And then it ends up with Marv, and Marv, Marv does a diagonal launch forward. We lose it. It takes us two minutes to get it back. And then we go pass, 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 pass at the back. Then we do a diagonal launch and lose it. And it, it's like, I feel like I'm in Groundhog Day. Was watching the same thing happen over and over and over again, and it's been like that for three games now. And I'm thinking, mm. every single I'm watching, I'm watching every play, and every play ends up working out the same. It's like there's no plan. It's not only there's no plan B. There's no plan because it is. Give it to Marv. Give it to Marv, and let Marv whack it forward because that's that's basically what ends up happening. Mm. Maybe we're just not any midfield showing. There's never anyone showing in the midfield. No, for I, I, listen, I'm not. I'm not 100 blaming Marv for it because I, I think sometimes, and this is where he comes under pressure. No options. When, when, he's, got when no options. he's got no options, then he has to make a decision, and that's when he goes, "Oh, I don't know what to do, don't know what to do," and and ends up either cocking it up or just going long. Mm-hmm. And maybe we've just not got that far in the Critchley coaching manual yet. We've started well, I, at the back. Well, I don't, and we just listen, I'll be controversial and, and say Marv cannot play. In the middle of the three at the back, no, he can't. I don't he's think he's. I mean, we, we love it. it. We all love him to pieces. We know what his strengths are. He's, he's got to play in a four-four-two. Yeah, he's got to play in a back four. He's just got to play in a back four. Of course, because yeah. when he plays in the back four and he's not the ball-playing centre back, he does everything he does brilliantly. Is off the ball, not on the ball. Yeah, Marv is an yeah, off the ball legend. On the ball, he's ponderous. He's um, ill-equipped to deal with. Um, involving other players in play, and and he, he puts us under. He creates problems. I do like Craig's comment though. He's just put mm. um, for all Marv can't be a ball playing defender. He has the ability to run into twenty yard space with the ball. And again, I think that's what marked our husband over the last couple of games was the ability to actually run into the grass in front of him. And then, you know, lay it off to somebody. And there's this sort of tentativeness that's weird. He picks up the ball, there's 20, 30 yards in front of him, and he just stands there and looks sideways. And and yes, a player could show, but I, mm. I was, um, you know, I was shouting, just drive with it, just go, because he can do that. And then, then we're higher up the pitch. Yeah. He's obviously not got confidence in his own ability then, has he? Because I saw briefly when Pennington was fit for that first game against Burn, he was the one that was carrying it out into the midfield and passing it and all the rest of it. So you do wonder whether this system, if Pennington's fit, just doesn't suit Marv. And, you know, there could be a swap there coming at the weekend. Who knows? You know, he's going to be away from home at Lincoln where there's less pressure on him from the home crowd that, you know, obviously there's a few every time he gets the ball coming from the crowd. Um, and maybe, I don't know, take him sort of out of the firing line if Pennington's fit and just see if see if we can get a centre-half that, that moves into that 20-yard gap. Just to lighten the just mood a bit. To just to lighten the mood a bit, David Coleman has just put <laughs> everyone's favourite chizzy called Marva startled antelope <laughs> yesterday. Uh, no. That's not far wrong, is it? Which is we derived, she's see that's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sure he meant Marv? Right, let's let's just hang on. Right, that's that's enough of this game. <laughs> We're done with it. Yeah. Let's put it to bed. Let's just do player ratings before we all go mad. 
Right, Matt, you can start with... Um, no, Mitch, you start uh, with Grimmy. Grimmy. Uh, yeah, good good game. Three good saves. Um, his distribution is... It's not it's not calamitous. It's not remarkable, but it's not calamitous. So three good saves. I will go with a eight plus. Uh, Tim, you can have Ollie Casey. I, I thought he did okay. To be fair, um, he's, he's. I was never that in, in particularly impressed with him last season, but I think he's done all right. And. and um, I do worry with this back three how what how wide the spread, but that's that's not down to him. I think he's, he did okay. It's an eight. Mm. Right. What that, do you think? I was a bit harsh bit, there, or no, a bit of a bit. Of, I've been in the sevens personally, but well, no, but I look at him and I think he's he's good in possession. He's done nothing wrong. I don't think that back three works particularly well, so I'm not going to criticise him for that. And I just generally think he's 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 done okay. Oh, actually, he, he pushed he pushed Pickett over and got away with it. I don't think I don't. So, <laughs> hey, case was decent. Right. That's worthy worthy of a mark. It's worthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 it's a, it, it was it wasn't exceptional, but I thought he. You know, I, I want to listen. I, I'm I'm not one for doing people down. I think he's actually since he's come in, he's done really, yeah, really well. Done a good job, I think yeah. he played probably played a little bit better on Tuesday night than he did on Saturday. Um but yeah. Um Okay. Let's move eight, on. And I'm Let's sticking with it. You're not right, gonna okay. change your mind. Yeah. Right. Have your eight. <laughs> right. Start all damn slope, Matt. <laughs> not you, big Marv. Yeah, no, it's uh, I was more of a sleeping hippopotamus in the stand when we started Antelope. Um, <laughs> Big Marv, uh, I, I do love him, but sometimes you just have to sort of watch him through sort of fingers at a time, don't you? Um, defensive, you know, he doesn't put an awful lot wrong, does he? But uh, offensive. If Second highest rated player on top mob, by the way. Yeah, I mean... I, I think, you know, I can go uh, anywhere between sort of five and nine, depending on your outlook on him, really, can't you? But I'll go somewhere in the middle and I'll give him a seven. Fair enough. Jimmy Husband, Mitch, the great performance. Yeah, well, I mean, I was genuinely thinking, we didn't do a Port Vale one, but I was genuinely thinking that he was probably up there for nine plus ten for Port Vale. He wasn't quite as good as he was against Port Vale, but he was good again. Um both boxes nearly scored for us. We missed that one. The little toe poke from Jimbo that got clawed out in the corner. Um, defensively, you know, decent enough. Not perfect, but decent enough. I just think he's he's such a driving force for us at the moment. Um, I'd probably go eight plus for him. Yeah, he's exceptional at this level. Right, the chips have fallen and they've landed on CJ Hamilton, Tim. Right wing back. In defence in defence of CJ Hamilton, his plea of mitigation is is on the wrong side. I hope he's in court. Here we go. He's on the wrong side, my lord. He's got his fucked off. He will leave. He won't take a little tear of me. Yeah, but listen. Um, 
That's his play mitigation is on the wrong side. He's on the wrong side and wrong position. He ain't a, he ain't a wing back either, is he? Yeah, he's no. a winger. I, I, That's I what think, he is. I think at a four four two. My 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 ideal scenario with CJ is that he's a sub in a four four two, and uh, when we need uh, Plan B on seventy minutes, that Critchley brings him on. That that's where I see CJ in our team. If we've got the team that's going to get us promoted out of this league, if we're starting with CJ in this league, then frankly, we ain't going up. And that's my and that's not me hating him. That's that's just a, the reality of the situation. I don't think we're going up uh, as I predicted with him starting, whether it be on the left or on the right. What's the uh, score? Six plus. Okay, across the midfield. Uh, let's have let's go on the left hand side. Andy Lyons, Matt. Uh, Wasted out there. IMO. Yeah, you do. You do feel it, don't you? And you know, it, 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 the work that he can do just seems to get smothered by this positional play that we've got him in at the moment. Um, almost, almost anonymous. Quite honestly, just like. You know, half a dozen others possibly. I think um, six, personally. That's fair enough. Okay, it's the middle three. Uh, Mitch, Alby Mo- Morgan, busy. I think. Yeah, is the I mean, describe him. He he's nearly good, but he doesn't quite do it. You know. <laughs> That's um, perfect. That's perfect. He takes the ball well. He looks technically good. He kind of buzzes around, but he doesn't. I don't know if it's the players around him or him, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know if he would be a great asset in a side that was really bombing forward and getting more players forward, and there was more creativity in it, or whether he, this is this is just him, where he's going to buzz around and look neat and tidy and have you know a shot per game and maybe a, a three ball per game and put a couple of nice balls in and that's it. Um, no, he's not. Keshi he's, Anderson, not. Is he? um, he's Ethan Robson plus for me so far, as I think, as I said last time, but um, <laughs> that's probably, that's where yeah, he um, mm-hmm. But he didn't, he, probably of the midfielders, he was the one that did try to make something happen. You know, he did try to make something happen. He was busy, so let's be generous. His, yeah. cor- his corners are all right. To be I was, that is what was in my head, John. You've, you've got me out of that, uh, okay. that monologue very well. Yeah. Scooped that number out of your, your head. Right, um, Ollie Norburn, Tim, cutter, frustrated figure. For, I'll, I'll say yeah, that I, kind I think, of a lack of pro- class around him. I think, I think, I think, probably there's a bit of that going on, isn't there? Where, um, I, I, listen, I didn't know a great deal about him before, and I've seen him play against us, and I thought he was going to play slightly more advanced than he did. And but I, th- I, I, I on Tuesday, I felt that he was very deep. Um, and he had to go deep to get the ball because no one else was well, I th- showing. I think, that, I think that's probably right. And then, but then when you've got your centre back launching the balls um, rather than passing it to feet, then you missed out, aren't you? As well, so you know you've got this 
sorry, I'm going to use the vernacular of dicking about at the back between the back three, because that's what keeps doing pass, 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 launch. Then you end up missing out the midfield most of the time, yeah. which is, so when you've actually got somebody who's got a bit of quality, which, which he has, then, then he, I can completely understand the frustration that he will feel if, if, if it's not happening. And I don't think he's got the right people. I don't think we've got the blend right in midfield at all. Mm. Um, I think, I think that, that uh, listen, oh, I don't know. I'll come back to Crit. Crit I want to say something about Critch at the end, but, but I think Critchley needs somebody experienced alongside him to like talk him out of some of the stupid ideas he's got. And he had that with Calderwood, and he had that um, um, with McCall. And he's not had he's with with, with the guy. What's he called? The guy's got the, who always Run, follows him around. Run skill. Yeah, I don't think he gets that well, with them. I don't. I think go. Yeah, you, yeah, you get, yeah, Neil. You, yeah, get yeah. The, you get the impression that they're a bunch of yes men. <laughs> yeah, and what you need is you need someone to say. We like a stat. We like a stat. That doesn't we? work. Yeah, so what we want well, is we want someone to say, fuck off, Neil, that doesn't work. You need to do this. And he'll like, and, and to be fair to Neil, he'll probably go, actually, that makes sense. And he'll go with it. But if nobody's there banging that in his ear, then we get this nonsense. We get this nonsense football. We got that nonsense football at the beginning of the 2020, 2021 season. Where we had the worst centre back partnership of all time. Remember that. Who was I it? That. I remember that. It's true. It was Marvin, Marvin, Marvin and Michael. was one of them. Him, him and the sheriff. Michael Nottingham. Michael Nottingham. Him and the sheriff. It was the worst sense of <laughs> of all history. It was. And, and it's because it was disorganised. And as soon as you put Marv with Keo, he looks like a world beater. Yeah. And that's and that and that's because somebody was talking to Critchley about that. And it's all about partnerships at football, and with the best will in the world, nobody knows everything. And 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 he needs he needs some for me. He needs some alongside him who's going to replicate what he had with Coldwood and what he had with. Well, McCall Tim, I can I can others. say I, but, I I don't know why I did this, but I spent about half an hour this this afternoon working out Critchy's entire career record based on who has been his assistant managers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sunny day winding um, it out. Well, I was waiting for the lad to get sorted so he could go out. Um, and what else are you going to do in that in that half an hour while he's still in bed? Um, and he's played fifty nine games with a with a combination of Calderwood or McCall. And of that fifty nine games, he won thirty of them. So that's a well over fifty percent win average. Um, wow. Without mm. so with either Mike Garrity on his own or with Brunskill and Garrity, he's played forty nine games. And he's only won fourteen of them, and that's wow. you know that's that's a stat. Now that is a, those stats, that is a stat. I, as I say, I well, I'm not saying they. There might be there might cap. be a game here or there. I've that. not done it in a spreadsheet or anything yet to work it all out, but but that's definitely the trend. I mean, those numbers are more or less right because I sat there and literally yeah. to- totaled it all up. Um, you know, there. I think. Yeah, we saw it, Mitch, didn't we? We saw it with our own eyes. We saw the change yes. when Coldwood came in. We saw the difference he made. Massive. And I, for me, it Massive. for me it comes down to a couple of things. I think it comes down to possibly Critchley is very um, he's very keen on 
coaching and the idea that you know you can improve players and you can coach 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 and I th- and I think possibly sometimes an experienced assistant will say look just do what works yes be pragmatic be pragmatic Pragmatism. Mm. And, and listen cold and, and generally it's that uh, obviously cold um uh, McCall played sort of Sort of central mid central defensive midfield, didn't he? Calderwood centre back, pragmatic players, pragmatic people, and probably and people who critically will actually listen to him because they've 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 played at a reasonably high level in the game, both of them, haven't they? So you listen to them, and the best the best coaches in the world, the best managers in the world, will listen to what people say to them. Look, Listen, without being good too corny, going back to Liverpool boot room, I'm quite sure Paisley listened to all sorts of stuff that came from the people in that room and didn't make decisions on his own. Nobody nobody will generally make the right decision in football if they just listen to themselves. I think it's important that they have people, experienced people they can listen to. That stat is quite stark. Mm. And I think Send it just it basically Sean. tells us what we already knew, that he needs, he needs a good person next to him. Anyway, was that an eight? Oh, oh yeah, we, we did. We, we've had a slight detour, here, haven't we? Uh, gosh, I don't know what I think of. Um, yeah, Number six, I think six probably, plus for. I think it's the worst game for us. I think. Uh, I, I've got to go for. Se- I'm going to give him a seven because I think he's a quality player, and I'm not going to. It, it wasn't his best. No. Jensen Weir. Yeah. Matt. I well, forgot he was actually playing. After- Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, Matt, that's not Matt, my name. Not you. Oh, this yeah, Matt. Na- name change um, by deed, Paul. Put it on your to-do list this week. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's it just like the game itself, really, didn't it? It started okay for him, and then just sort of petered away. Um, I think there's there's definitely an improvement uh, coming with him. I think I think he will be a, a decent player for his stats from last year. Back that up. Going back to stats, um, we've just got to get him in the right position and get the ball to him and. Maybe he's just uh, needs to, what's the word, sort of stamp his authority on that midfield as well and and try and be the main man in there because uh, nobody else is particularly uh, doing that at the moment. So there's an opportunity there for him. But I, I think he did okay, but it was, yeah, I mean, he did get hooked off, didn't he, at some point? So, uh, I don't know. Let's give, him a, let's give him a generous seven. Okay. Um Shane Lavery, Mitch, uh, cut a flawn figure once again. He did, but he kept going. Um, he had the three decent efforts on goal. And I know, you know, some people may... So there was a comment before so saying, you know, Lavery needs six or seven chances. But to be fair to him, he's had maybe three or four efforts in that game. And he's got them all there or thereabouts. The first effort, I thought he hit well, good save. Um, he hit the base of the post, and I thought he did very well with that one late on because he had two bigger lads in him, and he muscled them off the ball and 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 probably just a little bit off balance, not quite the right angle for the shot. I think I think he kept going very well in a difficult game, and I think he's got to get some credit for that. So I will go the uh, seven plus is sticking in my head. I think. Seven plus is fair. I think eight minus feels a bit exotic for a nil nil. <laughs> Finally, to wrap up this sorry affair, 
Jake Beasley, Tim. Um, along with along with CJ, if he plays week in week out, we ain't going up. That's the long and the short of it. It's not pretty. It's not something I want to say particularly, but it's true. Um, he's not uh, a top end League One centre forward, or, or if he is, he hasn't demonstrated it yet. He definitely wasn't a Championship centre forward. Uh, the ball doesn't seem to stick like it does with it, the it, it's, it's, it, Listen, and he had little bits. He had little bits on Saturday. Listen, I'm not. I'm, I'm not for doing people down. He did little bits on Saturday that were okay, but that's about it. To me, that seems like it's as good as it's ever going to get, and that's for me. Hard and heart. That's not good enough for Blackpool Football Club. Score, um, Tim. Uh, oh, no, I can't. Um, six. I was going to go lower. Six. He actually did okay. He, uh, I'd give him. I'd give him five based on his contribution overall this season. But I actually do think he was uh, sort of okay. The poor lad's got to follow up Gary Medine, hasn't he? He's always going to look crap. He's on. He's he's he's, 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 on he's, a thing. he's not even the poor man's Gary Medina, is he? Really, that's the problem. Uh, and they, they, and listen, it, it's I, I was so optimistic two weeks ago. You sound like and a broken man, Tim. I am. I feel like a broken man because I'm, I've, I've, I've watched the same play uh, must be forty times since, which is the same thing we're trying to do. And it's Albert Einstein, wasn't it, who said insanity is is the uh, definition of doing the same thing over and over again, expecting expecting different results, Mm. and which which um, moves us nicely onto manager rating. Hmm. Mm. Do you want me to go first, or something? Well, you you were on a rant, weren't you? So I'm on a rant. rant, I'm going to rant. So I'm going to go four. Oh, that was in so my far. head too. Was for I mean, it's not, it's it's not diabolical, disgusting, awful, terrible, but it's not inspirational, exciting, and there's things that I feel like he isn't doing that he could be doing. I, I, as I said at the beginning, I have sympathy for the fact he's taken over a shambolic side that had a dreadful season and he's got to put, put some confidence in them and all of that. I do have sympathy with that. And I think some of the things he is doing is obviously we're more disciplined, we look a bit fitter, we're not getting 10 red cards a season, etc. But we're nil-nil at home. Throw Marvin up front. Do something, try and win the game, and that that that's frustrating me. Is that is that not, you know, not risking it for the sake of three points against sides that if you're not going to risk it against those teams, then what are you going to do when we play better teams? But Mitch, you know, let's listen. The two shittest teams in last year's division were us and Wigan, and Wigan have won the first four games, and when you. And I, I'm, I was actually positive about the fact we kept the majority of that team together. We should be dominating this division. We should be. We might need a centre forward. We should be dominating this division, but we're not. And and we've shown no signs of dominance, have we? Apart anyway, from maybe a twenty minutes against Burton, no, where we, we got in the faces, uh, and you know, this, but that's not. You know, 
I don't know if we'd if we'd won one game four nil and lost one game four nil. You might go, yeah, well, we had that moment and we looked really good then, and we just need to do that more often. It's just we've we've shown so little. Um, it's weird. The best we've probably played is Derby in the cup with the reserves playing. Mm. But you know, it's it's actually a better start than twenty twenty one, isn't it? And he's always crap against crap teams, and he and he's 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 we always play better under Critchley against good teams. So I'm glad I've got my Lincoln ticket because that's where it's all gonna turn. <laughs> what scores have you, Matt's given then? Uh, for the manager, um, well, I can't go much different than four either, really. I mean, maybe five, just because it was nil at the other end. So, you know, thinking on the positive side of life, uh, we're obviously very good at... Well, I wouldn't say we're very good at the back. Sometimes we're quite lucky, but it's uh, it's working out okay at the back. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, this foundation that we're building just needs to be um, done and dusted now. And let's move on to the first floor and the extension and all the rest of it and start bloody being a bit more uh, positive in the second half of the pitch, please. Thank you. I gave a four, yeah. You gave a four? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, man oh, of the match, before it. we go. I thought of that, yeah, Jimbo. Jimmy. I don't even know if he was man of the match for this, but I'm giving him man yeah. of the match for Port Vale. He was that good, he deserves it for this one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think he deserves it for both, in my opinion. Both. Yeah, if we did it combined, without, without a shadow of a doubt. It was quite interesting. I saw some AVFTT do an analogy about Critchley coming back, which was, it's like you go away and have a great holiday uh, somewhere, and uh, you do all the great stuff, and then you go back. Then you actually go back again the following year because it was so good. But actually, everything else it isn't quite as good the second time round. And I've got a bit of a feeling of that at the moment that it's just like. We remember the best bits of Critchley, don't we? But we've, we're sort of seeing the... We are now seeing the stuff that we actually were moaning about back in the, that COVID year where we couldn't go, which well, think, was... Well, what, what, what he needs to appreciate is, Critchley, that we've had an absolutely abysmal season watching abysmal football for an entire season. And mm. for, to, to have this it's... served at us yet, you know... Yeah. For three games, and three or four games it's, in, it's, it's not on that, isn't it? It's not on. I mean, since the boycott, I mean, Mick Phillips was hardly champagne football, was he? And then we got Grayson and his wonky, his wonky formation where it made no sense, and he just lumped it up at, at Nando or you know Feeney to Nan, Nando, and that was it. And then Critch, then then we got COVID, so we had to stay out of the ground again. And Critch was not exactly thrill a minute. The championship was great; it was great being in the championship that first season under Critch, but it was very rugged. And then Appleton came in, and he sort of tried to play football, but it didn't really work. So you couldn't really tell that we were trying to play football. Then we had Big Mick. And we just had that like tiny little nugget of Dobby where actually we all went, oh, this is quite nice watching the football team. And then it's back and Critch is kind of giving it all the, well, it's all about possession and this and that. And it's like, again, I go back to, you know, you take your lad, I take a kid, you know, there's loads of kids in the ground, 14, 15, 16 year olds. It's just dull. And we've we've not had an exciting manager for, for a long time. But also, when, when you've got somebody who's got a background in under twenty three football, why yeah. isn't he got Apter on the bench? Why hasn't he got Brad Holmes mm-hmm. in reserve? Because Dobby did. He played him. Dobby gave. Dobby, Dobby mm. was like 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lancashire. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Well. Lanc- Lanc- it's not Lancashire. Mm-hmm. Lanc- and he, he gave wonderful. him his debut. Whether it's right or the wrong thing to do it's is great irrelevant. Dobby. Football was great in the Dobby. Um, and, um, you know, just, you... to, just to stop your mid-flow, um, mm. before I forget, you, you're speaking of, you know, we want to attract kids, youngsters into the ground. I've been working with something with BST where they've um, they've purchased a an adults and a child's season ticket. And I've been tasked with them dishing it out to different grassroots um, parents and child. Um, so there's been three games now where um, if anyone's watching this or listening and you want to um, bring your son or your daughter, if you, as long as you're involved in a grassroots football team and you want to go to the game, um, just let me know and we'll, we'll sort out a ticket for you. Um, but my point is... We're getting try- we're trying to get Man United and Liverpool shirts out of Blackpool. Out 100%. of we want the, we want those shirts out. We want people sporting Blackpool. So this initiative is great from BST. But if these kids who've never seen Blackpool before are coming down and they're watching that, they're not well, going to go again. <laughs> I don't. No, honestly, I don't. I don't want to go anymore. No, I don't want to go anymore. Not- I'm in all seriousness, I know people who are who, even they've got seed tickets aren't going because they're already poor. Yeah, well, you know, let's talk about attendances then just before we go. Oh, what? great attendances! Oh, I'm over ten thousand every game. That's going to drop off, surely. You would think so, wouldn't you? And obviously, the, there's the sort of hardcore away fans, and you know, seven hundred and fifty or whatever it was at Exeter. I'm not quite sure what the following will be for Lincoln, but if we're if we're pushing a a thousand plus at Lincoln, that's still a great a great following. But like you say, you, you you've got to produce us something on the pitch to make us want to travel three and a quarter hours to Lincoln or whatever it's going to end up being on Saturday. And uh yeah, bring the kids back week in, week out, you know, pulling at mum and dad's sort of leg, come on, get take me to Bloomfield Road again and all that. But it's a very difficult sort of uh, sell at the moment, isn't it? Trying to get anybody who's you know, share, dare I say, it's sort of like more of your casual fan, not one of the eight thousand season ticket holders, to turn up and and, and part with the hard earned to to not necessarily be entertained for ninety nine minutes or whatever it is these days. So um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's very difficult. But one thing I will say is that I'm going on holiday a week today, so I can guarantee we'll smash Wigan six nil. Because that's not, just the way it's gone for me this last week or so. Not if we set up like that, we won't, Matt. I'll guarantee Maybe you. not. Maybe not. Just right, while you're on about... Just what, sorry, just before you go... Because you've mentioned about the tickets given out. Listen, we've got plenty of patrons on here. Um, that That's funded by people joining the uh, joining the lottery that BST mm. run. So if you, if you can join it, join it. There's some terrific prizes. That's been probably the most successful... Yeah, recipient of cash. Well, I didn't take the cash, James, because I thought Bloody after hell. having won Gary Medine's shirt, that would be enough. That's basically a priceless. I know, gift. I, I know, I know, I know. Listen, all all the proceeds go into that stuff that John just mentioned, and and doing mascot packages. It, it, it's literally every penny goes into that, and that's what it's all about. So it's about getting kids engaged with Blackpool Football Club. So listen. It's it's not a lot, and you can win. If you can you can be as successful <laughs> as Matt, and uh, <laughs> I've won zero since joining. But Matt's won twice, so we'll see. What's the name of the draw again? It's, a it's the BST draw. So if you go to BST's website, 
1953 draw, it literally comes up. If you go to the BST website, it's like hits you like a spade in your face that it's the first thing you come across. So, and it and it's it's like a it's like a is it like yeah, a quid a week like or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember now. Five months or three quid a month or something like that. And uh, John's put the link in. Listen, there's probably two thousand people could listen to this. So listen, a few of you join. And we could do more because none of it goes anywhere else other than straight back into the club. So, nineteen fifty three live is the URL. If anyone wants I'm sure. I'm sure the guys. I'm, I'm sure the guys on here all on it already. I'm sure. But... I'm not. We'll start doing it now. <laughs> right, gents. I think we'll we'll call it an evening. And um, hopefully, whoever's been watching and listening to this has been slightly entertained. I know a certain someone probably won't be, but um. Oh well. Um so we'll leave it we'll leave it there then. Um as uh oh, what we're gonna say. Um yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, do like and subscribe to the channel. I keep banging on about this. Loads of people watch these videos, but not everyone's subscribing, so hit that subscribe button and talk into the camera. Someone's told me to do that. Right, we've got Lincoln away coming up. Um I'm sure we'll be coming back after that. But in the meantime, thanks for Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Let's hope Critchley changes his ways and we see some good, positive attacking football and we go on to, to smash the imps. So, yeah, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for downloading. And up the pool. <laughs> up the pool! Up the pool! Up the pool! Just before you head off, I know you've just enjoyed what you've listened to. Of course you have. Why not consider joining our Patreon supporter program for the price of a pint per month? You'll get extra bonus content in return. You'll get no ads on the audio pod. You'll get faster releases of the audio pod. You'll get it before the uh, the Great and Wash does. And also, you'll be saying thanks these uh, brilliant podcasts and you'll be helping us pay our hosting costs our streaming software costs uh, electric that kind of thing so yeah it'd be greatly appreciated if you could support us patreon.com forward slash pod price of a pint per month and you also get access to our um, whatsapp patron supporters group which is a good laugh we've got a nice community going on in there and you'll also have access to uh, competitions and giveaways when they do happen so yeah please do consider signing up and supporting us that url again patreon.com forward slash seasiders pod and if you don't sign up you're uh see you later thanks for listening away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.